freeing colleges from sexual violence by eliminating due process for the accused. That's a potential effect of a new Joe Biden order reviewing the Title IX rule on campus sexual assault. Last spring, former Education Secretary Betsy DeVos mandated due process in the law, granting those accused of sexual assault and harassment the right to a live hearing including the right to question accusers. Now it appears the Biden administration is preparing to reverse that rule. Well, here to set us straight is campus reform fellow Angela Morabito. Ms. Morabito is former press secretary at the U.S. Department of Education under Betsy DeVos. Angela, it's good to have you with us to discuss this. So you were there at the Department of Education last May when this new policy was put into place. So why did Secretary DeVos believe there was a need for this new rule on sexual assault on campus? Well, Gary, thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to be with you. And Secretary DeVos saw early on in her time as secretary that the current Title IX system just was not working for students. The past administration had set up a Dear Colleague letter that essentially scared schools into totally violating due process in stating these kangaroo courts. Uh, and more than 170 students sued their schools and won because their Title IX rights to due process had been violated. Well, let's discuss this for a moment. Those opposed to the policy said... Uh, the change that uh, Secretary DeVos made said it would deter victims from coming forward. It would allow sexual assault perpetrators and colleges and universities to escape responsibility. So aren't those valid concerns? Your thoughts? Those concerns would be valid, I mean, if they had any basis in the truth. But if you actually look at what's in the DeVos rule, it expands protections for survivors. Uh, for instance, for the first time ever, schools are required to deliver supportive services to survivors if survivors want them. Uh, that could be anything from a new dorm assignment to a change in class schedule. And that's even if the survivor chooses not to pursue the complaint process any further. Uh, this rule also prohibits students from cross-examining one another. So if, if a survivor does not want to be in the same room as the accused student, they have that right. They never have to come face-to-face -face with the accused. Well, that's a good thing. Shifting gears here a little bit, the California Department of Education is considering an ethnic studies curriculum based on the ideas of a Brazilian Marxist educator who advanced the idea that whites are racist and Christian settlers committed genocide against indigenous Americans. Now, teachers are encouraged to lead students in chants to an Aztec god as an act of, quote, transformational resistance. So what would this mean for California's six million public school students? It's just so sad. This is gonna be absolutely devastating to these kids. I looked through the curriculum that's being considered for California's ethnic studies, and sure enough, just as you mentioned, they have kids chanting to Aztec gods, including the Aztec god to which most of their human sacrifices were made. This has no place in the classroom. It's one thing to learn about other cultures. That's great. I'm all for it. It's another thing to be forced as a child to embrace other cultures and quite literally other gods as your own. They've totally crossed a line and California needs to correct its course right away. It makes you wonder whatever happened to teaching students uh, preparing them for the workforce and for life. Uh, but chanting to an Aztec god? 
anti-Christian bias, Aztec chanting, Marxist ideology, dividing Americans by race, and banning Dr. Seuss books. Where is all this cancel culture leading in education, and what needs to be done to reverse the trend, Angela? I think it's so important to remember that cancel culture was born on college campuses. The Leadership Institute's campus reform has reported on countless instances where a student or even a member of the faculty says something that is considered offensive. It might not be offensive to all, but someone takes umbrage with it. And if that someone gets loud enough, that person's career is effectively over. We're seeing this now bleed into the workforce, bleed into public policy and, in, and into the markets, even, even into bookstores, like you mentioned with Dr. Seuss. And cancel culture always demands more, right? Like we're asking, where is the limit? And cancel culture doesn't have one. Their standard for Americans is becoming people who have never made a misstep in the public eye. So in the future, when we're all canceled, the only American hero will be Dolly Parton. And I like Dolly Parton as much as the next girl, but perfection can't be the standard. Okay. Angela Morabito, Campus Reform Fellow, thanks so much for setting us straight today. Thank you, Gary.